presence us again. We're here asking you the same thing we've asked you before, Father. We're asking you to restore Stacy's hearing. We're asking you, Father God, to give her perfect hearing, God. She's your daughter, your vessel used for worship, Father. And I ask you, Lord, to give her, not a healing, give her this miracle in her body, Father. And I ask you to do it for your glory. And in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Be so good to you. Thank you. 
love you, God. I love you, Thank you. 
Get prayer for cancer and go to the doctor a couple days later and have that doctor tell her that cancer's gone. Mm-hmm. You know it's good. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you hear about a man getting off his deathbed, his fifth or sixth deathbed, you know God is good Amen. all the time. All the time. God is good. When you see your children who are close to 40, walking in the church house after you've been praying for him for about 17 years. You know, God is good. So all y'all that's a lot younger than us and are praying for those things still, be encouraged. He's good and he's faithful. Kitty and I might be around still when we get to see all yours come in. I don't think it's going to take as long for yours as it has for ours. I just have the idea that we're going to see a lot of things happen at an accelerated pace here in just a little while. 
I'd start to bring my vision back, brother. Good. I, I just read something on here. Tell them working at coordination, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a hat. I ain't going to. But, uh, cool. I, no, seriously, I, um, I took these off a minute ago. It, it's not perfect, mind you. I'm going to keep praying. Good. Bless the Lord. But. Bless the Lord. It's good, dude. <laughs> you have not because you ask not. It's but a nice thing. We don't have an offering yet because you have an ash. Why don't you come up and help me, will you, young man? You have a right to be excited, Nathan. It's not perfect yet, but it's a come. He does all things well, young man. Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Lord Jesus, we just come to you today, Lord God, thanking you for a free country to serve you in, Lord yeah. God. Lord Jesus, you are mighty in everything that you do, Lord God. Everything. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word yeah. and everything that you do, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we even thank you for making this country free yeah. to serve you in, Lord God, because yeah. you are the great physician, Lord God. Yeah. And Lord Jesus, we just ask that you bless Arliss, Lord God, and the word that you have for us today. But Lord God, most of all, we, we ask that you bless these tithes and offerings that you that that you will use for your kingdom, Lord Jesus. Thank and Lord you. Jesus, I pray all these things Thank in the mighty Jesus. name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Beth, I hope you got some more. That's feeling pretty good.
Well, all day, uh, yesterday, day before, all down through years, I was a guy that would get a message about Ezekiel on Father's Day. I'd get a message about Gideon on Christmas. All down through the decades, I try to work on something and be specific about an upcoming holiday and not. Hey, the last few days wasn't no different. I started putting together some pretty good stuff. Only pretty good stuff ain't what God serves up. And last night, I, as I went to bed, all I could think of was, thank God church is at 2 o'clock. Because normally when I don't have nothing from the Lord by Saturday night. I'm up on Sunday morning at 5 or 5.30. Begging God for a word. Because <laughs> I don't like to come and just give a speech. And today, for the first Mother's Day in the close to three decades I've been preaching, God gave me a word. Moms today. Uh, and I'm going to ask you to turn to the book of Luke, chapter number one. And I'm going to do something a, a little bit different than I normally do. I'm going to ask you to stand with me while we read this. Because I'm just going to read over it the one time. And then, which will be one of the very few times God has allowed me to do so. It breathes today. Thank you, Lord. I'm a little short. Luke chapter number one, and if I might echo uh, Jimmy and, and, and Beth, happy Mother's Day. I have the privilege of speaking to moms here today. Um, that Kitty and I are the only ones that have lost our mothers. The reason I say that's a privilege is because I want to sink something in your spirit real quick before we read this. There is no void in your life that you'll ever have like the void you have when you lose your mom. Mine's been gone for 33 years now, and that void isn't any smaller. When you have that void in your life, you're going to be faced with a decision. There are a lot of people that when their mom's birthday comes around and she's no longer with them, it's a day of depression. When Mother's Day comes and she's no longer with them, it's a day of depression. When anybody else talks about their mom, it depresses them. Eventually, you will be faced with a decision whether or not you're going to be that way all your life after you've lost your mom, if you're going to spend the rest of your life mourning the void, or if you're going to choose to celebrate your mother's impact upon you. Because I do know one thing about moms. If after they've passed, if they knew their kids were moping around, and closing the blinds and being depressed for days on end every Mother's Day, 
And I know some of y'all's mamas. I know if they could come back, they all they'd do is smack you. They wouldn't even come all the way back. Just a hand. Because they wouldn't want you doing that. Amen. There ain't no mama. And all you were mothers, you know that when you passed, you, you would hate to think that when your kids thought of you all the rest of their lives, they were sad. You would hate to think that. You don't want that. So as hard as it is, there's going to be a day where your mother would want you to decide that rather, and Nelson, I forgot you've lost your mother too. There's three of us. We, we, we know what this feels like. But there will be a day where your mother would have you to choose to spend all the rest of your life on Mother's Day celebrating her impact upon you. Not mourning her absence. She would not want you to live that way. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. And I don't know all y'all's all moms, but I know moms. Moms wouldn't want you to do that. If your mom is not here on Mother's Day come, you love on the mother that you do know. You love on your wife. You love on your sisters, any of them that are moms. And you think about all the things that your mom meant to you and tell somebody about it. Yeah. Tell your kids about the, the grandma that they didn't get to meet. Tell somebody. Celebrate her impact. That's not an easy thing to do, but it is the best way you can honor the memory of your mother. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. See, I get a Christmas story on Mother's Day. Ain't this awesome? <laughs> to a virgin, espoused, that means she was engaged, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel came in unto her and said, What's up? Oh, hail. Thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. At his saying, I had a heart attack when he showed up. <laughs> and she cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. In other words, she didn't have a clue what this meant. Couldn't figure it out. And the angel said unto her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Tells her again, you're favored with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb Bring forth the Son, and shall call his name Jesus. He's going to be great. He'll be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God will give unto him the throne of his father David. He'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there's never going to be an end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Jimmy, would you pray for us today, brother? Yes. Well, Father God, we just want to come to you now and thank, thank you, you once again for this beautiful day, Lord God. And Father, we're just so thankful for each and every mother that is here today, Lord God. And we just ask you to, to pour out your blessings on them, Lord, and, and guide them, Lord, as they, they rear their children, Lord mighty God. And, and those grandparents, Lord, that, that have, have little ones, little grandchildren now, and, and their, their children, grown children, Lord. We just ask you to be with them and bless them, Lord, and, and help our mothers to, 
keep on being encouraging and and teaching their children how they should go, Lord. We just thank you for your word, Lord. We're thankful for your son, Father God, Jesus, Lord. And we just ask you, Lord, to, to just bring us your message, Lord, and help us to apply it to our hearts and minds, Lord. And we just give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. amen. All right, you can be seated today. I know nobody's surprised. I don't have a, a flowery uh, word for you today. I have come today with the word from God for you moms that are here today, though. And I've come with a very specific mission today, and that is to wake up the bear in you, mama. And the word today is stand your ground, mama bear. Those are your babies, and God will fight for you. Over 2,000 some odd years ago, the greatest event in the history of mankind took place, the birth of a child of a virgin. And you would think the most remarkable thing about this would be the fact that a woman who had never had intimate relations with a man had a baby, and you can't be blamed for thinking that. I mean, a good and a godly young woman who was saving herself for that special man God had for her to marry, and she winds up pregnant, and then, instead of just putting her big girl robe on, see what I did there, and owning up to her sin, she tells everybody, God gave her the baby. An angel visited her and told her she was highly favored by God, that God had chosen her out of all the women in Israel to have this baby. That there was something about her that made her the God-chosen mother for this baby. I'm going no further in that because I've come today to tell you, Mom, all the moms say I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay. No matter how hard it might get, no matter how tough it will get, no matter how unqualified you will feel raising your children and that raising, by the way, I'm going to tell you as an old-timer, it never ends. No matter how helpless you may feel in some of the situations your child, grown or otherwise, will find or get themselves in, no matter how crazy society thinks you are, when you tell them that God gave you your babies, grown or not, that God handpicked you to be their mama. I'm here today to encourage you in your knowledge that that is true. There is no one who can do a better job than you. You were handpicked by God to be given the children you have just as much as Mary was handpicked to give birth to Jesus. Though I'm pretty sure you've already figured out your children are not Jesus. I'm here to remind you today that God doesn't just toss your children up in the air like a ping pong ball in the state lottery and wherever they landed, that's where they went. 
God chose you to be their mother. God chose you to nurture them. God chose you to instruct them. God chose you to train them up to know Him. And He chose you to protect them. Don't let anybody or any government institution tell you otherwise. God didn't give them to you so the public or private school system could mold them. He didn't give them to you so their aunts or their uncles or their grandparents could be the authority in their life. God gave them to you. Each of those things, whether it be schools, whether it be aunts, uncles, or grandparents, they can make contributions in the molding and shaping of your children, but nobody can do it better than you. And God doesn't want any of them parenting your children. He gave them to you, and they're not to be blindly handed over to anything or anybody else. You were handpicked by God to be given that child, and don't let anything or anybody ever convince you otherwise. You cannot let them convince you of that. We live in a society that has decided that preteens are old enough to decide if they're a different gender than what basic biology says they are, which, by the way, is impossible. American society has decided that children who are not even teenagers yet are old enough to decide if their parents can even see their medical records. I know what I'm talking about. Mama, don't you ever fall for that garbage. Let me help you today on this Mother's Day by reaffirming your position and your authority in your child's life. Human beings that young are children. They're not even old enough to pop their own zits the right way, let alone old enough to make decisions on their own that can damage them for the rest of their lives. Mama, you want to know why the schools and the hospitals and the government want your babies making their own decisions? It's because they'll know they'll make the wrong decisions. They know your babies are still young and pliable enough for them to influence them to make the decision that a godless society wants them to make. Mama, you want to know why the schools and the hospitals and the governments want your baby to not tell you what they're doing down at the school? You want to know why they want your baby to not let you know what the doctors down at the hospital are doing? It's because they know that yes, a daddy, a daddy will step in front of a truck and let him run him right over to save their kid, but a mom she'll get in that truck and run you smack dab over just for trying to do something to her baby. I'm going to preach like I'm somewhere else. <clears throat> Mama, I've come to wake the bear up in you. And if it's already awake, I've come to tell you, stay awake. Don't you never let a school keep secrets with your baby. That's your baby. God gave that baby to you. Mama, don't you never let a doctor or a hospital keep secrets with your baby. That's your baby. God gave that baby to you. And won't nobody ever have your baby's best interest like you got it. Won't nobody ever protect your baby like you. And hear me today and mark it down in your heart. Don't you ever let 
with somebody, whether it's a PhD, a counselor, a medical doctor, a nurse, a school, or a government official, whether it's an aunt, or it's an uncle, or it's a grandparent, don't them ever let them make you feel unqualified to raise your baby. That's your baby. God gave that baby to you. He didn't give that baby to him. You're the one that can do best by your baby because there will never be a situation where the God that gave you that baby won't help you raise that baby. I'm talking to you today, Mom. Again, I'm here to wake up the bear and the mama. I'm here today to tell you that some of the biggest, most powerful forces in society are out for your children and Mimi, Nana, they're after your grandchildren too. I'm telling you today that just about everything, everywhere you want to look around in society we live in today, they're trying to get your baby to stop listening to you and start listening to them. Hey, I ain't scared about losing no tax exemption. Ain't got one. I ain't ever going to let the government just let me not pay taxes because we're a church. So I'll be quiet in the pulpit about the evils going on in society. I remember reading somewhere in red letters, give unto the Lord that which is the Lord's and give unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. I can't figure out how we ain't supposed to pay the taxes. Right. Yeah, I know. That'll get me invited to general conference, I'm sure. Amen, that's right, that's right. (laughs) See, but I only got one job. I'm a watchman. And I read somewhere in the Bible, watchman, what in the night? All I ever hear watchmen talk about is the daytime. Oh, your finances are going to be blessed. It's daytime. Oh, you'll never be sick in your body. It's daytime. Oh, you'll just pray and you'll send that perfect somebody in your life. It's daytime. Watchmen, what of the night? Well, I'm going to talk about the night. I'm here today as a watchman that has made a covenant with God that I will answer to him for. I have made a covenant with God to stand on a wall and look over the top of the walls. Guess whose walls? Yours. The walls of love, protection, and safety that you have worked so hard to build around your children. And the reason I have made that oath to God is because if I will stand there, even in the dark of night, Nelson, God will let me see anything or anybody trying to tear those walls down and get to your children. And I can sound a trumpet of warning to you, and you will have time to save them. Well, Mama, I've come today. I'm going to say this 500, 500 times until your husband later on says, okay, you don't have to be the bear any longer. Yeah. I've come to wake up the bear because I am standing on that wall and I see your enemies all around it, Mama. But they ain't coming after you. They're coming after your babies. Right. To make it even worse, these enemies ain't dressed like enemies. These enemies ain't got war paint on. These enemies ain't in tanks and they ain't holding rifles. Oh no. The thing that makes these enemies so deadly and so successful at stealing so many's mama's babies is that these enemies didn't come right at the wall. 
so everybody would recognize them as enemies. These enemies dug tunnels right under the walls and got right into the institutions that society had originally designed and created for the good of your babies. But I'm here on this Mother's Day 2022 with a word from God for you today, Mama. And this is it. Mama Bear, stand your ground. Every major institution in our society is coming after your babies. Stand your ground, Mama Bear. Those are your babies. And the God that gave them to you, he will fight for you. I say it again. Every major institution in American society today is coming for your babies. They're trying to steal your influence. They're trying to destroy your credibility in the eyes of your babies. They're trying to destroy your relationship with your babies. But stand your ground, Mama Bear. Those are your babies. And God is on your side. They're trying to brainwash your children into believing Mama don't know what she's talking about. Mama don't understand. Mama can't help them. They're trying to convince your children they need to turn away from Mama and trust them. But I say it again loud and I say it again clear. Stand your ground, Mama Bear. Those are your babies and God is on your side. Your enemies have infiltrated the very institutions that had been trusted by moms. You have predecessors. You have hundreds of years of mothers that had the best interests of their children in mind. And somewhere back down the road, those mothers entrusted, trusted institutions to bless their children. But these enemies worked undercover until they had worked their way up the chain of command. And they started changing little things, small, unnoticeable things, until the day came when they decided they had so much control over them that it was too late for Mama Bear to do anything about it. But I say they have greatly underestimated Mama Bear. If there was ever a time for the bear and a mama to wake up and fight for her babies, it's right now. If there was ever a time in the history of the American society for mamas everywhere to let the bear out and fight for their children, it is today. This will be this well received everywhere I go, I'm sure. What institutions originally created for the benefit and protection of your children am I talking about? I'm glad you asked. What child-oriented, parent-trusted, for decades, institutions am I talking about that have been largely or completely taken over by your enemy? What are the institutions I'm talking about that want to steal your baby, that want to take your authority and influence away from your baby, mama? Public school, the medical industry, the government, and even Mickey Mouse. I'm not sure Donald Duck is in on it yet, but I'll let you know as soon as I find out. Public schools? Centuries ago, parents demanded that all children, mamas did this, rose up and demanded that all children, regardless of income or race, be given an education that would teach them the three R's needed to equip them to be successful in anything they wanted to do in life, 
and the government responded and created a public school system. This public school system was entrusted with four jobs, reading, writing, arithmetic, and safety. The reading materials they used, it wasn't fun with Dick and Jane. They taught them how to read, <laughs> write from the Bible. Mama Bear, your enemy infiltrated that institution not only stopped teaching children to read by using the Bible, but made it so uncomfortable to even have the Bible in school that most Christian kids won't even take it to school. Yeah. They didn't stop there. Your enemy stopped teaching three R's and started teaching three genders, male, yeah. female, and whatever you want to be. Right. They started teaching uh -huh. it to your kindergartners, five-year-old babies. Not only did they start teaching them that garbage, but when they taught them that garbage, they also taught them that they don't need to tell their mama, yeah. that their mama would never understand, that their mama doesn't have the right to know everything going on in their lives, that they can't trust their mama, but don't worry that even though your baby can't trust you, mama, your baby can trust their public school system because they really love them. And even though your babies can't trust you, mama, they can trust their teacher, their counselor, and their principal because they're the ones that really know what's best for your babies. Any mama bears hearing me today? But like he so often does. Oh, I feel this one. I'm, I'm going to preach this in a public square. I can feel it. <laughs> wow, brother. But like he so often does, God took something the devil meant for evil uh -huh. and turned it to good. Yep. COVID-19 has been in the United States for two years now. And while it can be deadly, and while it's killed one million people, that one million is out of a population of 329 and a half million, which means that though it can be deadly, it has killed 0.3% of the population. That is one third of 1%. While one death is too many, in the two years that COVID-19 has been here and killed one million people, 20 million people have died from cancer. But when it was illegal to not wear a mask to protect American citizens due to the increased stress from the governmental death marketers, cancer-causing cigarettes and chewing tobacco flew off the shelves at a greater rate than ever before. In the two years COVID-19 has been in the United States and killed one million people, heart disease has killed nine million people. Yet when neighbors were being encouraged to call the cops on anybody heartless enough to have their children and grandchildren over for Thanksgiving dinner, nobody ever called the cops on anybody else for eating fried chicken. Right. What? Uh -huh. <laughs> what? It's true. While the total death rate of COVID-19 peaking at one-third of one percent of the population was enough for nursing homes and hospitals to ban visitors and let people die all alone in fear and terror 
with nobody that loved them there. Nobody banned people from drinking out in public and driving home. And last year alone, in the year 2021, one person was killed in a drunk driving crash every 52 minutes in the United States of America. So while it's clear, yes, COVID-19 can be deadly, it is also clear that a whole lot of somebodies somewhere have a whole lot more on their mind than the safety and well-being of the public. And while the entire agenda is debatable, some of it is not. Verifiable evidence shows that when they said they needed to shut down the economy for the safety of our babies, those of us that believed them didn't have a problem. When they said we needed to stay home and not venture out in public for the safety of our babies, those of us who believed them didn't have a problem. When they said we needed to shut down our schools and keep our babies home for their safety, those of us who believed it didn't have a problem. But see, that's where they messed up and that's where God took something that was being used for evil and turned it to good. The people behind the scenes of every major institution in our country charged with protecting the best interests of our children, the puppet masters pulling all the strings of the puppets set up at the head of those institutions had everything going their way until they made the greatest, most fatal error anybody or anything can ever make, and that is they counted out Mama Bear. What am I talking about? For generations, the only ones raising the alarm about the agenda of the public school system were Christians and homeschoolers. And the governmental propaganda machine had made them out to be viewed by the public as the weird cousins, conspiracy theorists who thought their kids were too good to be in school with everybody else's kids. The propaganda machine had convinced everybody that Christian private schools and homeschoolers were extremists who were denying their children a quality education. Your enemy, mama had concluded that they had done such a good job of convincing the public that there was nothing wrong with the educational system. They thought they had done such a good job of convincing your children that they were their guardians and you were not to be trusted, that they counted you out. And when public schools were closed in the best interests of your children, they overlooked you so badly that they handed out laptops and let America's children do uh, virtual school. And their fatal flaw was they let them do it right at the kitchen table yep. mama bears kitchen table and I don't know who this was telling her baby that they were racist because they were white or that they were oppressed because they're black or that God isn't real or that genders are fluid but a mama somewhere heard something being told to her baby right at her kitchen table that woke up the bear that God puts in every mama that one single mama bear called her bear baby school and when she couldn't get any help she went down to her baby school and when they didn't help her like they thought she thought they should have she went to the next school board meeting and when they didn't pay her 
of mine. She told other mamas about it. And they came out when they went to the next school board meeting. There wasn't just one single mama bear there that they could brush aside. Oh, no. When those board members came out of the back offices and found their seats at the high table, they didn't look out into what had always been an empty echo chamber and see no parents there like they'd been for years before. When those board members came out on that day, there was too much for one mama bear to fight. They looked up from the high table and they saw a standing room only chamber and it was filled wall to wall, front to back with nothing but mama bears. Yes. One mama bear fighting for a baby turned into a hole. I don't know. What is a bunch of bears? A herd? <laughs> but one mama bear turned into a whole bunch of mama It's a herd if you ever had one after you. <laughs> turned into a whole herd of mama bears right. fighting for each other's baby. That's right. And so, You hear me? Yes. Fighting for each other's babies. We got to make sure when we grow and we double and we triple and we will, not because we care about numbers, but because we care about eternity. Right. But we got to make sure that we never stop fighting for each other's babies. Yes. I got to remember to always fast as much for your Abby as I do my Helen. I got to remember to always fast as much for your Abby and your children and your children as much as I do my own. Yes. Well, these mamas are fighting for each other's babies. And pretty soon there were public school board meetings all over the country filled with mama bears who had made up their minds, these are my babies. God gave them to me. I'm going to fight against anybody trying to hurt them or brainwash them. And mama bears all over this country stood their ground and fought for their babies and God fought for them. Hear me today, mama. Stand your ground, mama bear. Those are your babies. We will fight with you for your babies. But better than that, so will God. You don't know who you are. You have no idea the power of a mama bear. I'm going to give you an idea. When that one mama bear stood her ground and fought for her babies, dominoes fell. The governor, government of Virginia, the governor that was running for re-election, said mama bears shouldn't have any say in what the schools taught their children. And we know now that governor lost his re-election bid, his bid, and a nobody from nowhere named Glenn Youngkin became governor in Virginia all because he said mama bears need to have say in what their children are learning. A mama bear in Florida stumbled upon some of her son's school papers from grade school. Grade school! And she noticed feminine pronouns were being used by her son's teachers in notes to him. So she went down to the school to find, Google it. Uh It's truth. Uh She went down to the school to find out why. And she discovered that her son's grade school had told all the children that just because mama says you're a boy or a girl, that don't mean you're a boy or a girl. You decide what you are. That they 
had the right to decide what they were. And if they so chose, they could request to be referred to by pronouns of the opposite gender and the school would comply and all. It would be better, little Johnny and little Susie, if you didn't go home and tell mama because mama can't be trusted. Mama won't understand. Well, they got one thing right. Mama Bear sure enough didn't understand when the public school told her there was nothing she could do. The Mama Bear in Florida stood her ground and fought for her babies and she went to the next school board meeting when she went to the school board meeting and they told her there was nothing she could do the mama bear in Florida stood her crown fought for her babies and went all the way to the governor of the state of Florida and I'm pleased today to tell you when this one single mama bear stood her crown and fought for her babies all the way to the office of the governor of the state of Florida Ron DeSantis his governor, he just happened to have kids and be married to, you guessed it, a mama bear. Don't tell me you can't fight City Hall because one single mama bear stood her ground and fought for her babies against the whole educational system in the entire state of Florida. A governor married to a mama bear signed a law making it illegal in Florida for teachers to discuss anything sex related with children ages 5 to 8. Mama Bear, I'm telling you today, stand your ground, fight for your kids. God gave you those babies, and God will fight for you. Yes, amen. Amen. Okay. All right. I love the freedom that I have in the United States of America. But how sick of a society must you be to have to pass a law that says adults can't talk to five to eight year olds about sex? And how much more perverse must society be because the governor couldn't get anybody to agree with him to make those ages any higher than eight? The propaganda machine of the abominable lifestyle. They came out with their own marketing campaign and they called what Governor DeSantis did the don't say gay law. The problem with that is the word gay is not even in the law. You know what the law is named? The Parental Rights Act. What kind of a society are we living in that they have to pass a law to make sure you have your rights as a parent. Right. Yeah. See, I'm not here with a message of gloom and doom for you. But one thing I know, I'm not going to die an old man or, a, well, not as old as I would like to be, man. And not know that I haven't looked over the wall and seen what's coming after your children right. and your grandchildren. Right. They are not just coming after them. They're here. That's right. Yes. The higher educational system likes to take young men like Gabe, who's going to start college next year. Is uh, next year? I'm still thinking about it. Still thinking about it? 
They like to take young men like Gabe because they've also infiltrated all the universities, even some of the Christian ones. I know I went to King University, which is a Christian university, and they've infiltrated them, and they take those young people that survived an ungodly high school with their Christian faith intact, and they come against it the whole time they're there until they turn out liberal-minded people that go on the gay pride marches. This is truth. When Governor DeSantis passed a law protecting five days, that doesn't even make sense to me, Nelson. I can't believe I'm saying out of my mouth that a governor in the United States, not Holland, back when I got in the church in the early 90s, we talked about all that stuff that happened over there, and it would never fly in the United States. Guess what? It's flying. It's on speed rail. A governor, when he passed the law protecting five to eight-year-olds from their teachers talking to them about sex, Disney, Disney World in Florida came out against it and said they're going to throw all their money into overturning that. This is the same Disney that is the biggest producer of child-oriented marketing and entertainment in the entire yes. world. Yes. I would be amazed. There, there may be one of us, because, you know, we're radical. But in a normal group of people in America, there's not one family that don't have at least one thing that's got Disney on the trademark. This ain't your daddy's Walt Disney. This ain't Walt Disney's Walt Disney. The same Disney... The biggest producer of child-oriented marketing and entertainment in the world <clears throat> had videos that they weren't aware of that were taken and released to the public showing the highest-ranking executives in their global offices saying that they're going to make sure that all future cartoons and animated stories for children have at least 50% of the characters homosexual or transgender. Sick. They're coming after your babies. Yeah. When I preached this stuff back in the 90s, I was fresh out of the joint. I didn't care that everybody rolled their eyes. Well, I cared because I knew they were sleeping, but it didn't make me stop because I'm just too raw to care. Well, I'm getting some of my rawness back because I stopped blowing that trumpet for a while, and now it's in our living room. Now it's in our public school. And I'm going to risk people thinking that all I talk about is gloom. No, I don't. Because I'm not done talking about this today. I'm telling you about the evil that's out there and is after your children. And I'm also telling you, you need to be a bear, mama. And you need to fight. If you got to fight against your parents, fight them. If you got to fight against your brothers and sisters, fight them. If you got to fight against your children for your grandchildren, praise the Lord, fight them. But you got to fight. And if you will, God, here, this is a positive. God will fight Amen. with you. Yes. 
But if our children don't see us fight about things the world thinks ridiculous, what's going to happen when they're our age? It'll be too late. That's what will happen. They will have no record in their memory of anybody standing up and saying, Mickey Mouse is the devil. I'm going to preach that title somewhere I go. Mickey Mouse is the devil. I'm going to have 19 brand new parents looking at me like I'm the devil. But somebody's got to stand up, and that's you. That's right. Mothers, I can talk all day about your job because I've seen y'all do a lot of your job. And I grew up with a mom that had seven kids. And it doesn't matter how many kids, Lord, can tell you, it just takes one to consume your whole world and turn your whole life upside down. And then that's even without the husbands. I'll leave us alone until Father's Day. But we're a chore for the mamas too. They don't get to just be mama. They got to be mama. They got to make sure my clothes are fresh. They got to make sure them dishes are ready. And bless God, I don't care if there's 50 people living here, better not be three dirty dishes in that sink. It's always quiet. So Mickey Mouse is trying to overturn the law. You know why? Mickey Mouse, the government did a federal sting on pedophiles and arrested scores. You know what a score is? That's that's 20. Arrested scores of Disney employees just in Florida that had kidnapped children and sold them in human trafficking for sex toys. Mickey Mouse. Are you seeing who's after your kids? The public school and many private ones are after your kids. Mickey Mouse is after your kids. And you don't have the luxury of having a government who's not after your kids. You have a government who just leaked Supreme Court papers for the first time in 200 plus years. The puppets are everywhere and there are puppet masters behind the scenes that pull the strings. There was a puppet who was an aide to a Supreme Court justice and when the draft was made, I know y'all have heard this or saw it or read it already, you know I'm telling you the truth. When the draft was made to overturn Roe versus Wade, guess what? That wasn't even what it was. All it was was a decision that said Every state gets to decide for themselves if they murder babies. That's all it was. Guess what our Constitution says? Our Constitution says the federal government cannot impose a federal law that ranks outranks our state jurisdiction. It cannot do that. And yet when they passed Roe versus Wade, guess what? They did that. How did they get away with that? Because there weren't enough crazy preachers ruined a perfectly happy good Mother's Day that was supposed to be about flowers and little gifts, awkwardly wrapped, and mamas were supposed to be patted on the back. There wasn't enough of us dorks running around, blowing a trumpet, saying, Hey, stand your ground, Mama Bear. Somebody's coming for you, baby. But I don't know how much time I have left, and I don't rightly care, honestly. I have a firm grasp of eternity. But as long as I do have time left, I'm going to blow the trumpet. 
And I'm going to blow it about whatever I see. And it's not my responsibility what I see. My responsibility is to blow a trumpet over what I do see. Right. I've come today, Mama Bear, to tell you, you live in a society that doesn't want you to be a Mama Bear. You know what they call you to make fun of you so you'll back up from your kids? They call you a helicopter mom. They try to make you feel like you just, you, you crowd your children. Yeah. Like you don't give them enough space. Space? Man, you need to walk up in that kid's room one day unannounced and say, Help! Shake down! Yep. <laughs> That's yeah. prison jargon, in case none of y'all ever saw a prison movie. I've been in a cell with a shakedown. They tossed the room. Uh-huh. Remember, your babies. Right. Don't you let society get you thinking about babies like they do because your babies will wind up with Mickey Mouse ears. Uh-huh. You hearing me? Uh-huh. That's their goal for your babies. Yeah. And that don't have to fly. No. Be the bear. Yeah. Continue to have those difficult conversations with your daughter, Lori. Continue to have them. Continue telling Helen things that you know are going to make the conversation come real short on the phone. Oh, by God, she listens to all these messages. It's for your own good, (laughs) Helen. I'll play on favorites, man. My kids get the same stuff you do. It's the truth. Amen. It's the truth. Okay, all right. I've sucked all the air out of the room. Let me see. You're my favorite. Well, one out of one, I didn't have anybody else to vote for it, I think. <laughs> Don't worry, there's three in the wings working on it. You'll have another selection soon. <laughs> okay. Right now, we know what we're going to see play out on the news. We know it's not going to be very long if those Supreme Court justices don't stand the ground and risk their very lives. It's not going to be long until we see peaceful protests. That's a riot. Right. They're going to riot when they let every state decide whether they want to murder babies or not. They're going to riot. Then, not only is the government for murder of babies in the womb, it backs up the efforts of the public school system to steal the womb survivors. Womb survivors? Womb survivors? That is an apt description for anybody, any children. Esteban, praise God, God gave him the nose in the back. Yes. Because he had 100% odds of escaping the womb alive. But babies that God gives to a whole lot of millions of women every year don't escape the womb alive. And the ones that do escape the womb alive in our country are fed into a public school system that wants to teach five-year-olds that the little boys might be little girls. Uh-huh. Yep. You know what I'm doing for you today? Besides making this the most memorable Mother's Day you've ever had. I'm sowing that little bit extra something into you that the next time whoever it is in your life that calls you the helicopter... The next time whoever it is in your life tells you you're doing that all wrong, the next time it says, you know, you don't need me, you know, quit bringing that up, I wish you'd quit dipping I'm sowing that little extra something in your day to remind you God put a dipper in your hand when he made you a mama. That's right. 
You That's dip right. into any conversation you want. You dip into any bedroom you want, any drawer you want. Yep. You dip until there ain't no kids around to dip for. And then rejoice because there'll be grandbabies on the way and you can have a whole new batch to dip. Yep. Amen. I'm going to speak this and I'm going I'm to I'm quit. No, please keep going. <laughs> you are glutton for punishment. Your children, even the adult children, our adult children are almost 40. 40, man. I don't know how they're 40, but I am. Twice. <laughs> it's not that fun anymore. Our adult children, they're almost 40, are waking up. Your children are going to wake up. Abby's going to wake up. Come on, look at me again. Look right in your eyes. Abby is going to wake up. Those Logans. Abby? She's already awake. She's just pretending her eyes are closed. Mm. She's going to quit pretending yeah. her clothes here real soon. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's ever a time for you to continue to stand your ground and be mama bear, no matter who don't like it, it's right now. Yes, it is. Look. Society is waking up. Yep. We cannot let society's awakening outpace ours. They're waking up. These mama bears weren't holy rolling homeschooling mamas. But there was biker chicks in there, brass knuckles in them, them school board meetings. Cutoffs with tattoos on the eyes. Bigger biceps than a couple of us fellows put together. They heathen are waking up. And when they wake all the way up, they're going to come looking for something real. That's right. And they're going to come looking for somebody and some people somewhere that speak at least as much truth as the world speaks lies. Yes. So we've got to wake up faster than they are yes. because they're coming here. Exactly right. I'm gonna do a little bit something different. A little bit something. I'm gonna do something a little bit different. Man, I get agitated when I talk about this stuff. I get angry in my spirit. I do. I've seen these little kids, man. I can remember we used to, we've done like Sunday school stuff in almost every church we've ever been in. It's easy to find something to do in the church brand you're brand new to. You know, you know what you do? You just go in and say, hey, need anybody to drive the van? Oh, yeah. <laughs> need anybody to teach them? Yeah. And nobody wants to fool them. All they do is cost. All they do is make it suffer the children. And way back down the road, me and Kitty and other were driving a van, and we was out in this bad area. I'm waiting in the van because you couldn't leave the van. Somebody had to stay and watch the van because it would. <laughs> yeah, that's where I live. <laughs> and so Kitty and Jeannie went into the house and they found out, well, I guess the girl's about nine, Tiffany about nine, yeah. her brother's about four. Yep. And they go in, and Tiffany's at the stove, can hardly see over the top of the stove. Her mama ain't nowhere, ain't no grown ups in the house. Garbage everywhere. They said, come on, Tiffany. It's time to go to church. And Tiffany said, well, I got to make my brother supper. 
Nine-year-old girl is going to make a fork. So they tell her, oh, we'll get you something to eat. See, that's what we do. We don't feed them kids anyway. Some churches, you know, give them snacks in Sunday school cause, just because to be good. We had to feed those kids because we didn't know if they were going to get another meal that day. That's right. And that's yeah. eventually the kids were going for here. Yes, yes, yes. So you best get used to buying hot dogs and bringing them in because we're going to be yeah. cooking a lot of hot dogs in the yeah. crock pot when church is going on. That's right. Might be the only meal the kids get all day. Say, so tell them, no, come on, just come on. Where's your clothes at? And there's a big pile of dirty clothes. And the socks Tiffany had on were soaking wet. And it wasn't water. Right. This was in the 90s. So when I see things like this happening in our society all around us, and I know that it wants our kids and grandkids, I know it wants Knox. And I know it wants your kids, and I know it wants your kids, and your kids, and your grandkids. I know it wants Esteban. I get a little bit angry. Yep. I get a whole lot angry and only show it a little bit. But we need to make up our mind as a people. It ain't going to be just the mamas. That's right. Us fellows, we're going to be right in the middle of that too. Just like we'd go help some senior citizen with their, with their gutters and getting leaves out of it. In the fall time, guess what? We're going to be right in the middle of them snot-nosed, bratty, loud, wild kids that don't know how to behave. Because a lot of them kids ain't got a mama bear in their life. And let me finish with this. I'm really trying. I'm doing real good for this subject. It's hard for me not to. When these kids come in here, they're not just his kids. They're not just mine. They're not just hers. And they're not just the Sunday school teachers. They're everybody's yes. kids. And when you go up to hug one of those little boys and little girls and they do this on you, don't, don't, don't let that hurt your feelings. For all you know, the reason they do that is because their mama's last boyfriend did something to them. Are you hearing me today? God wants with all his heart to trust somebody with these kids. So I'm telling you ladies today, us fellows, I promise you, we're going to fight with you. Wait till my Father's Day message. You ladies will feel like you got off easy. <laughs> no, I won't have a single man here that Sunday. I just blew that. Uh, <laughs> I'll be here. <laughs> I love you, Nathan. You're my favorite, too. <laughs> but us men are going to be right there next to you, right there in the middle of all the mess with you. We will be. We'll be the enforcers. We'll be the bouncers. We'll be the wipe last night's macaroni and cheese off that kid's face. Wipe the snot out of their nose. We'll be right there with you. We'll change that kid's diaper. Whatever's got to be done. But Mama Bear, we need you to be that Mama Bear. Not only do your kids that God gave you specifically need you to be that, but there's a whole bunch of kids, a whole bunch of brats. I love brats. I don't have any other kind of kid. Never did. <laughs> Just kidding, Helen. Yeah. Why don't you stand with me right now, please? But we're going to do something to end this one differently. I'm going to ask the four moms to come up here, please. Now, the husband
husbands, why don't you come up here behind your wife, please? I'll go right ahead, bro. Um, <laughs> In my father's generation was the first generation where the men started to leave the home, where they started to abandon their families. When my generation came, most of us did. I'm guilty. I did. I chose drugs over my wife at the time and my kid. I did. But somewhere toward the end of when my generation was the, in the prime, Moms started to leave their children, too. The prayer request that Jimmy made, he prayed for grandparents that are raising their grandkids now. And you guys have seen them. A lot of grandparents are raising their grandkids because not just their sons, it's not just the sons anymore, but it's the daughters, too. Well, there was a generation that started that. And I participated in that. I don't say I have no pride, but I don't lie about what I was before Jesus. But I'm participating now in a generation of parents that are going to turn that back. Yes. Because we're going to raise our children to know what marriage really is and what yes. love really is, <coughs> what a husband really is, what a wife really is. And we're going to raise our grandchildren as much as we can speak into them. We're going to. And all those wild kids that are going to come in, we're going to sow that into them yes. too. And let me tell you something. Those wild kids that come in here that don't have any adults that ever speak anything into them, they'll listen better than our kids do. Because our kids are used to hearing it all the time. These kids don't have anybody that cares nothing about them. So when they come in here and you start talking to that little girl, while Jesus loves her, and so do you, she's going to believe you. And these kids will call you out on it, too. They think for a minute you don't love them. And so, so don't ever wear that dress. You can't get that little girl's macaroni and cheese on the front when she gives you her. Because you're going to get one, I promise you. So what we're going to do today is we're going to pray for these moms, those fellas are, and we're going to pray that God will strengthen the bear in them for their own babies. Now, fellas, you husbands, you know what that means for us. We know about that bear. And sometimes we meet that bear when we're having discussions about our children. <laughs> so we know what we're asking for. <laughs> Thank God for strong men. But we're going to pray and ask God to let that bear be stronger. Let that bear be there for other babies that come through these doors. And that God would help us to do whatever we need to to encourage that mama to be the bear she needs to be. Okay? Now, ladies, I'd like you to, to, to hold hands, if you would, and then lift your hands. There we go. Husbands, put your hands on your wife, will you? And let's pray and ask God to strengthen them and encourage them right now. Lord, we thank you, Father, for these moms. We thank you, Lord, for the spirit of the mama bear that is in them. We thank you, Lord, that they love you more than anything or anybody, Father. And that's a lot, God, because we know the love you put in a mama for her children. So right now, Father, we ask you, Lord, to help them when they hear society try to do everything it can to still the voice of the mama bear. When society would mock them and call them helicopter moms. 
When society would tell them that they're stifling their children. When society or even family or neighbors or friends would try to get them to back off, Father. We ask you, Lord, to strengthen them. Encourage them, mighty God. Speak to them. Let them feel the spirit of the warrior rise up in them, mighty God. And when they speak, let the people they speak to feel you. Let them hear you. Give these mamas the words that they need, God. Give them the strength that they need when they have to have difficult conversations with their children and their future grandchildren. Give them the strength they need when they're going to have to dip and they know their children ain't going to like them dipping, Father. But Lord, let it be ever fresh in their mind, God, that there ain't one institution in this world that ain't after their children and after them for a bad reason, Father. I pray today that you would help these mothers have perception, that you would give them wisdom, that you would give them knowledge and understanding. I hope you ask you, Father God, to help them to be able to see through the things that the enemy would try to sneak in into the lives of their children. Help them, God, Lord, to see it when somebody has an evil agenda for their sons and their daughters and their grandbabies, God. Lord, help them, Father God, to have the words of wisdom they need to speak, Lord. And I pray today, God, that spirit of the mama bear, that it would rub off on their children. I pray, Lord, their daughters would receive that same spirit and they might not welcome it today. They might not receive it today, Father. But there's going to be a day when they wake up. And when their daughters wake up, Father, they're going to remember their own mama bear. And they're going to make up their mind. They're going to be a mama bear. They're going to stand their ground. And they're going to fight for their children too. And I pray right now, God, a bond among the women in our church family, Father, that this bond would be strong that it would be unbreakable God I pray Lord when one of these women prays a prayer for the child of another woman that that prayer would get through to you just as strong as it does when they pray for their own I ask you Lord to visit Stacy with the faces of Beth and Kitty and Lori's children visit Beth with the faces of her sister's children visit Kitty with the faces of her sister's children visit Lori with the faces of her sister's children and God when they pray for each other's children when they fight for each other's babies Lord God let them be strong let them be united let them be in one mind and one accord and today God we're praying for those children in this city that nobody wants God they've got adults in their life but the adult doesn't want them they don't care about them they don't so good things into their life but God we're asking you today to trust us with those babies God if you're looking for somewhere to send them where there'll be a mama bear waiting to love them send them here God send them to the bridge God and when they get here it won't only be the women that are going to stand there and love those kids it's going to be the men too it won't only be the women that are going to fight for the future and for the eternity of those babies it's going to be the men too God Lord we ask you to trust us Father trust us with these babies God trust us Lord 
Hallelujah. Oh, God, we can't be all the rest of the way up, Father. Oh, God, give Lord the words. Give her the words. Let her stand her ground and let her keep her dip in her hand. Lord, give Kenny the words, God. Let her stand her ground and let her keep the dip in her hand. Give Beth the words, Father. Let her stand her crown and let her keep her dip in her hand and let her say what needs to be said to whoever it is that needs to be said to God. Give her that strength. Confirm it for her, God. Confirm it in the ears of the ones that will hear it, God. Ask your Lord to give Stacy the words and let her stand her crown and Lord, let her keep her dip in her hand, Father. I ask you today, God, to send those young women, send those single mamas in here, God. Lord, send those young mamas that don't have any mamas in their life, send them here, God. We got plenty of mamas. Send those young girls raising babies of their own that don't have any mama in their life to help them or teach them or show them, God. Send them here, Father. We've got the mamas that can help them and teach them and show them, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When they come, we will. When they come, we will. Lord, finally, I pray for Stacy. Beth, Kitty, and Lori. And I ask you today, Father, to bless these moms, these nannas and memes. Bless them every way you've got to bless a mama and a grandmama. I ask you, Father, to, to speak to their children and their grandchildren. And this heritage that these mamas today are securing here at this altar, Lord, when they're discouraged and it don't seem like anything is going on in the lives of their children and their grandchildren, Father, remind them that you promised these mamas you would visit a thousand generations after them, God. Encourage them, Lord. When they feel all alone in their battle as moms, let them reach out to you and then to each other, God. Let them see the strength they draw from each other, Father. Let them fight for each other, not just each other's children. But let them fight for each other, God. And let all the women, young and old, that come in after today, let them learn this from these women right here, God. Let the Spirit be passed on to the women that would come in after today, God this love and care for each other. We passed on to the women that would come in here after today, Lord. I ask you today, Father, to help us all to see. Help us all to see what's going on around us. Let us not be afraid, God. But let us be strong in you. I ask you today, Father, Lord, bless your people today. Bless the Russell family. Let them have an awesome vacation next week. Keep us safe and sound on the interstate next week. Tell us whatever you want us to preach next Sunday, God, to all the Yankees. 
Lord, bless the Rodriguez family, Father. We trust and believe that you're going to open those doors for Nelson. And ask you to touch Beth's body. That knee would never be a problem again. I ask you to bless the Wells family. Touch their loved ones who have not received this message from them. And we trust and believe you to open Stacy's ears. Yes, hallelujah. Heal those sciences, Father, their yes. equilibrium would be well. Yes, Jesus. Ask you to keep your hand on your people all week. Let them have the best church they've ever had next Sunday. Use every single one of them next Sunday. So let Jimmy and Stacy share the word till the fire falls from the sky. Let the Holy Ghost come out of Beth's mouth. Fill Lord, Father. Yes, yes, <laughs> I'd like to see it, but I don't have to, Father. Fill my little sister, God. And it would be awesome if you did it next Hallelujah, Sunday. Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 Tell you what, you ladies have done something here today. It's going to impact the destiny of this church family. Not just your children and grandchildren. God bless every one of you. Try to have a happy rest of the Mother's Day. <laughs> Let the bear out. Uh, thank you again. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you too. Brother, let me get my hug. There we go. We're huggy people. Yes, we are. We are, ain't we? Yes. I love you, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, he don't like it. Don't worry about that. Brother, no. Proud of you, no. All right, then. Oh, come here. Nathan. <laughs>